L-A-S. Hey, everybody. Really quick before we get started, Logan here, and I just wanted to touch base with you about our Texas Roadhouse giveaway, which if you haven't heard, you're about to hear our, our new promo for it. Um, but we're giving away dinners for two to Texas Roadhouse because they're locally owned and operated and they taste really good and they want to be involved in the community. And so we wanted to partner with them on it. Um, but anyway, like we said, we kind of started the giveaway over because we talked about it and then Tim went on a trip to Alaska. Well, now Tim is riding a bicycle across the state of Iowa this week. So um, here's the deal. We have our winner picked out for our first week, but we're going to wait to read that winner until Tim is back next week. And uh, and and we'll actually read two winners that week. So we're, we're staying fair and we're catching up. So there's still time. We have three more dinners to give away. Uh, there's still time to enter. So just click that link down in the description or go to um, From One Dad to Another on laspodcastnetwork.com. You can absolutely enter any of those ways. It's super easy. It's the easiest way you'll ever win dinner. Just tell us, uh, click on that link and tell us uh, a, a good or bad story about eating out with your family. It doesn't matter what it is. You'll be entered to win a dinner for two to Texas Roadhouse. So send in those stories and, and thanks for being a part of our little non-gestational parenting growth community. Hope you're doing well. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Logan. And I'm Tim. And we're the hosts of From One Dad to Another on yes, the we are. LAS Podcast Network. Hey, we should give something away. I think we should give something what away. What should we give away? We should give away free dinners. People love dinner. To Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Get those hand-cut steaks. Legendary margaritas. Those rolls with cinnamon butter. Oh, I so want to rub them on my face. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give away free dinners for two to Texas Roadhouse over the next four weeks. Excellent. We, we talked about doing this before, but right. I screwed it up. I went on vacation, and uh, well, we just have to start all over. We got to start all over, but we've made it even easier this time. Super easy. All you have to do is go into the description of a From One Dad to Another episode that we're airing. Click on the link there. Click it. Follow the instructions. And follow the instructions. Send us your stories, like things. It's all there to get entries to win. What kind of stories? Uh, best or worst stories uh, about eating out with kids or yeah, family. Yeah, sometimes that can be tough, For but sure. always interesting. For sure. So we want to hear your stories. And then if we pick your story, then we're going to give you some free dinner. That's right. Yeah, you can get a little break from the kiddos and... Uh, Head out and get some some honey butter on your face. You can also find that link to enter over on our Facebook at facebook.com slash LAS Podcast Network or on Instagram.com slash LAS Podcast Network. We'll have it in both places. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Make sure you click on that link, enter to win. We're going to read your stories, give away dinners over the next four weeks. It's going to be a great time. See ya. I'm going to go eat bread. Rub it on your face. Well, hey there, Baconator. <laughs> How oh. are you doing, Alligator? I didn't expect either of those. Well, it's good to see you, Tim. Californicator. <laughs> Is that that kind of kind of rhymes? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> hey, dear listener, welcome to a new episode of From One Dad to Another. I'm Logan Adam Schultz, and I'm Tim Ribbon, and we are dads who are having. Uh, great. Oh, I thought you were going to say stroke. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it sounded like. 
there's some good energy in this yeah. room. Um, yes, for some transparency, this is our second episode. Uh, yeah, that we're so we've already tonight. got that second episode energy going because somebody has to go. Somebody has to go ride, ride a bike ride across a bike. Iowa. July's been tough for you in great ways. Oh yeah, it's been it's been very very fun so far. Vacation to the great north. And then I'm uh, going to go ride almost 500 miles on a bicycle. For the first time. For the first time, yes. Uh, yesterday I rode 60 miles for the first time. How was that? Um, painful. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, about mile 35, my legs started screaming at me. And then uh, about mile 45, I laid down in a city park and took a nap. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, at one point, somebody rode by, and they were like, wake up! You're sleeping through the best part of the day! And I was like, that wasn't helpful. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like, I don't I don't know what he thought he was accomplishing. But anyway, I took a nap, and then an ant bit me on the knee, and I woke up, and then it was time to ride again. I took an ant to the knee. <laughs> I took an ant to the knee. <laughs> Hardcore. It was like being in combat. <laughs> it was an ant. It was an ant. Right. Um... But yeah, uh, 60 miles, I was feeling it, um, but feel good. I, I feel really good today. I didn't go ride today. Maybe that's why. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to ride every day this week, and yeah, be ready well, to go. Well, I'm excited for you, um, but I should introduce the show. Oh, yeah, we're doing a show. Point. We're not just hanging out. Now that the theme song has run out. <laughs> um, hey, you're listening to a new episode of From One Dad to Another, a weekly podcast as part of the LAS Podcast Network. Comes out on Wednesdays. That comes out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it, Tim. I've been listening to you for a long time. And, uh, and we're going to talk about being parents, growing as parents. Self-reflecting. Yeah. And uh, all that fun stuff. Sometimes talking to some area parents and, and people in the mm. community who can share insight yeah. onto how we can always grow. Yeah, we always have great guests. Absolutely. And this is an independent podcast. Uh, so if you would like to support us, if you end up deciding you, you love this show, you enjoy our witty banter, uh, go to patreon.com slash LAS podcast network where you can get bonus episodes, exclusive shows, get access to a free uh, private Facebook group so you can hang out and be social with us. That's right. And with other podcast fans. Oh, yeah, not just us. Other people who like the show. (laughs) It's not a group for just the two of us (laughs) and then one listener. It's like, come to us and talk to us. (laughs) Right. So that's a great place. We're having a lot of fun over there. That's going to get even better in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned to the LAS Podcast Network for all that stuff. Hey, um, really quick, only because we talked about it in the last episode, um, we did a thing in our last episode with our guest, Heather Wagner, mm-hmm. um, where we came up with the hashtag... Hashtag Team Teal. That's right. And uh, we're recording this episode on the same night as that episode, Yep. so I want to promote it again. Let's do it. Because the next time we record... What was that hashtag? We'll pick a winner. Hashtag Team Teal. Hashtag Team Teal. The color teal. Correct. T-E-A-L. For context. A-L. T-E-A-L. Team Teal. Um, so go to one of our social media pages, uh, facebook.com slash LAS Podcast Network, or instagram.com slash LAS Podcast Network, and, uh, and find a place to drop a hashtag in the comment section of a post. Just drop it. Drop it somewhere. Drop where, it like it's hot. Where if, when I search hashtag Team Teal in a couple of weeks... Um, we will pick out a winner, and we'll send them something fun. Something, something local. Something local, something authentic, something surprising. Correct. We haven't picked it yet, but it's going to be great. It'll it's going to be a, be a live, laugh, love sign. 
to um, go over your sink in your kitchen. So you've, you've got, you've got uh, as of this time, one more week, and then we'll... One more week to convince us to not send you a live, laugh, love sign <laughs> to put over your sink in your kitchen. Right, but it really might be now. Well, now it has to be. But it, and it, I'll make it. One. I'll have to make it. You will be a, a handmade, uh, handmade sign. You're a creator. You're a maker. Sometimes. Yeah. I like making things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been watching Making It? I have. <laughs> You're I have. a big Nick Offerman I'm fan. I'm a huge Nick Offerman fan. I love that show. I love the the puns. I love the wholesomeness of the show. I love the challenges. I love how supportive everyone is. It's kind of the perfect TV show. And it has Nick Offerman in it. <laughs> That's right. It's a great, great Tim yep. show for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. So um, I guess we're it not It also sponsored. has Amy Poehler in it, but. <laughs> Hashtag I mean, not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Nick Offerman. Ooh, oh, no. can we do that? No, no we, we are. Should, we shouldn't drive traffic to Nick Offerman. No, we should just do hashtag Team Teal. Hashtag Team Teal. So post that somewhere. We'll pick a winner in a couple of weeks, um, or at least one week from when this episode comes out. We'll we'll pick somebody great, and we'll send you something fun, because that's what this is all about: building community. It's all about fun, having a great time, eating bacon acres. I guess bacon acres, <laughs> bacon acres. <laughs> it's like the, it's like an acreage where you grow bacon. <laughs> Correct. Welcome bacon. to my farm, bacon acres. It's like scare acres, but. <laughs> Bacon acres. Bacon acres. It does kind of sound like like a weird Halloween, like a haunted house. Like, ooh, it's bacon acres. <laughs> and it's a bunch of ghosts eating bacon. Speaking of scary things, here's the segue. Oh, that was good. Thank you. I was wondering how we were going to get there. We figured it out. Um, <laughs> you can cross off the witty opening banter checkbox. <laughs> um, speaking of scary things, I thought we could talk about fears today. Not like Fear Factor, the TV show. Although we could talk about Fear Factor, the TV show. I never watched it. I thought it was dumb. Um, I it was, was just people eating weird things. That was like the standout part. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was t- terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like to watch that. <laughs> now, was, now it now made me. Ask. It made me afraid. If you can't tell, listener, this is a more casual episode. It is from one day to another. Yep. Um, wearing my pajama pants. What's the weirdest thing that you've eaten? Thinking of Fear Factor. Oh, goodness. The weirdest thing I've eaten. Um, some type of fried bugs in Thailand. Sure. I, would, I wasn't sure what they were. Um, and somebody told me that I should eat them, and I didn't want to offend anyone, so I did it. And they were fine. They didn't really taste like anything. Yeah. It, it might have been crickets. I don't really remember, though. Um, but that, was, that count is, is weird. I'm not big on weird things, although I yeah. did actually, like, I feel like in the last... Year and a half, two years. I ate a, one of those tequila worms. Oh, like a real one? Yeah. Um, I was at Coucho, um, huh. up up the street, and they, I don't remember what we were doing. It's like playing a game or something like that, and you had to like. Was eat, it alive? I've never actually seen one. No, I don't think it was because I, I in the don't bottle. know how you could actually keep a. I thought maybe it was a special worm that would, Me? That would no. stay alive. I would not in a tequila bottle. I would not have succeeded if it was alive. Never. I how can't did it believe taste? I. Like nothing. Did you chew it? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, it, it feels like a thing you should just swallow. I just, yeah. Throw just don't back. ask questions. Just, like, get through it. I can't believe I did that. Now that I'm thinking about it now. Now are you, are you sick to your stomach? A little bit. Are I'm you a scared of your stomach and your past? <laughs> are you trying to segue us back? <laughs> Maybe. Speaking of which, um, our producer Alex is here. Hi, Alex. Hi. Uh, What's the weirdest thing you've ever you eaten? You were making a bad face oh, at my... I would never... You couldn't pay me to eat a tequila worm. No way. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe you did that either. And I, I, I don't know. How big was it? Not huge. Was it like a gummy worm? Or like a... No, it was a no. lot smaller. Like a, like a small gummy worm. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was like, like a, a lot smaller correct, gummy worm. Correct, correct. You know, <laughs> that's the best comparison. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better way. I don't know the weirdest thing. I'm, I'm trying to think. Have I ever eaten a, like a chocolate cricket or something like that? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at me and asking me the question. I'm I, thinking and looking know. at you. I think yes. I think um, actually that was. I feel weird. like I have, but but what, what, did you answer? Did you say what you? Yeah, was? I said you some say? type of fried bug in Thailand. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I think I think it was crickets. See, when I, I was, that would make really sense. Well, yeah. I always did. You guys watch Bear Grylls when he was on the Discovery Channel like ten? Sometimes 12 I, years I ago. saw stuff. Mm-mm. I always wanted to do like a Bear Grylls thing where he yep. went off into the woods and he'd yep. like eat a goat eye. You know, right, the, just because he found one? Right, so he'd supposedly find a goat on the side and they right. definitely didn't just plant it there. Right. Uh, He's like, oh, it's a goat. And I then can I have your eye? I remember one time he, he took, out the goat's, <laughs> Mr. Goat. took out the goat's eyeball, found a volcanic stream of water that was like next to this oh, volcano yeah. and then he put the, the eyeball in it. Oh yeah, done the, that. I guess I didn't Shut think up. about that. No, you haven't. Yeah, back when I used to be Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally set up in my past life. <laughs> I mean, out of anybody I know, Tim does seem like the most <laughs> likely to be to live that Bear Grylls life. I would love that. I'll bet you would. I would, I would definitely love that. <laughs> There's a world I'm all about where, the bushcraft. Where Tim like disappears into the woods for two weeks. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's going to happen. I've been working my way up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I bought a knife, a bushcrafting knife, and I also bought Bushcraft 101. It's a book, and it tells you how to survive. There's, there's two. There's, like, a, a 201 and a 301, or it's, like, episode two or episode three. I don't know. What, what is it with books? I'm Issues? Not, volumes? I don't know, but I only own the first season one. Season three, episode one? I mean, I, Maybe. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't know, but I've been reading that, and it's like... I don't know how to read. How do you... Oh, that's a problem. Well, actually, you don't need that in the wilderness. Yeah. There's no books in the wilderness nope, unless never, the producers put them there. Never learned. Oh. Just never got around to right, it. Well, I focused on riding a bike. Okay, we're going to talk about that at some other point. <laughs> um, I would, speaking of fear, bringing us back to the yeah. train tracks. Yeah. Um, Thank you, conductor. I, I would be afraid to go out into the woods and just just do that. Yeah. So here's here's the real thing. Let's be real for a second. Can I be real for a second? Can I would, I'm horribly 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 afraid of spiders and they do have spiders in the wilderness everywhere i I am but you don't see them does that not make it better makes it a little better okay but not a lot. well because for some people they're afraid of things that they can't see that they know are there sure but other people as long as they don't see them they're not afraid that's valid if i feel like i'm like so i was bitten by a brown recluse spider Mm -hmm. when i was younger um, which is one of the most poisonous yeah. spiders and, and the most poisonous in our Did area. Did you survive? Nope. Uh, Did not. Wow. That's yeah. spooky. Get superpowers? All right, play the outro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> Thank you, Producer Alex. Um, and and frankly, it was not a, a, a terrible experience. Mm. I, I ended up being fine. It was right when Harry Potter 5 came out mm. why why do you why do you know which episode <laughs> it's, it's, it's a volume. volume it's a volume um the fifth it's in a no not an edition because that'd be the same book um now we're stuck on semantics <laughs> i remember because the fifth harry potter book came out and so what i did was i had to sit i was i had to sit in a chair yeah pretty essentially bedridden chair had to put my leg up yep correct and uh and i read all of harry potter five 
um, while you were in recovery, Order of the Phoenix, and uh, yeah, while while my my leg got better, so but your leg did get better. You didn't lose it. <sighs> no, I lost it. Oh. All right, play the outro. Play the outro. <laughs> <laughs> R.A.P. leg. Uh, so I, yeah. Uh, and that's not why I have a fear of spiders. I was, I've always been scared of spiders. So you were scared of spiders before you got bitten. Correct. And then you got bitten and you survived, but your that, leg did not. That and validated now you're still... my fear of spiders. Okay. Yeah. Even So it didn't prove to you that they won't kill you. Correct. Oh. Correct. Interesting. And even, I know that I'm fine. I know yeah. that it's fine. Mm-hmm. And you, you can know... That your fear is unfounded, and you can know that most spiders are not going to harm you. Spiders are your friends. Sure, they take care of bugs. It's a whole. You know, it's great. I get it. I'm still scared of spiders, and that's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to fear shame you. Um, I'm not scared of spiders, but I'm scared of other things like possums. <laughs> and possum, you and are scared. Of I am legitimately scared of possums. Legitimately, uh, legitimately. I wanted to like. Make fun I can't of you even speak straight because I'm so scared thinking about possums. Um, I want to get over that. Um, so I try and expose myself to possums. <laughs> Not like you take my pants off in front of possums, but um, that's one way to conquer your fear. Well, you know, like look at this possum, and then it runs away, and you're like, yeah, you better run. <laughs> I win, possum. <laughs> no, I don't think that'd be helpful. Um, but like I don't know, a couple months ago there was a possum in my driveway, and then my so dog. You, so you started taking your pants I off. Took my pants off, and uh, my dog like looked at me funny and kind of cocked its head to the side. Um, but no, she actually charged after the possum and like ran it over. Um, <laughs> I mean, she did. It, she's little. It was bigger than her. Sure. She went right after it, and she literally ran it over. She didn't like bite it or sure. anything. She just knocked it over on its back and then ran past it and ran around in a big circle and was coming back for it. And then I told her, no, stay away from the scary possum. And then the possum got up and ran away. And then I was like, I don't think I'm afraid of him anymore. But that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm not afraid of possums. I'm not afraid of snakes. But, like, I, I don't want to be bitten by a possum. Sure. I don't want to be bitten by a snake. Well, I don't want right? to be bitten by anything. So what's the difference between being afraid of something and just knowing that something might harm you and wanting to stay away from it? Mm, that's like, a deep question. Like, I would not go near a possum voluntarily. Right. Like, you wouldn't, like, go and try and pet it. Cor- I, or, like, even just try to move it in all seriousness. Like, I wouldn't really- When would you have to move a possum? If it's, like... In your house? Oh, okay, yeah, definitely. You want to move it, correct? Yeah, and maybe I just call if it's somebody, like hanging right? from the rafters, <laughs> like by its tail, correct? Like a bat, like a bat, yeah, yes. bat possum. Well, and you know what, bat I th- possum. I think that even when you're afraid of things, if you have to face it, if you're like, I think bats are cool, but I don't want to like hang out with them and like you sure. know, have them fly at my head. But I have removed bats from my house before, sure. Um, and I just use gloves and a towel. Yeah. And got it outside, and it was fine, even though it was super creepy. I for something as big as a like a legitimate possum, yeah, I might actually call somebody, yeah, um, like an animal control or something. What like if that. it was a bear? If what if there a, was a bear hanging from your rafters? Well, here's the deal: if there's a bear in my house, it's the bear's house. Okay, um, that's true. I'm not yeah. scared of bears, but the bear will win, right? The, uh, the bear. Well, gets I the house. just saw a bear in the wild like last week mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, I mean, I'd seen him. I'd seen him from cars, but it was the first time I'd ever been like legitimately in a place with a bear. And I love bears. 
and I was wondering, will I be scared? I wasn't. <laughs> did you take your pants off? I did not expose myself <laughs> to the bear. Uh, uh, but uh, I thought about it, and I kind of wish I had. Uh, that had been a good story to tell. Instead, <laughs> I'm telling a story about not exposing myself to a bear. But I was, I was fishing in the Russian River in Alaska, and I looked to my left, and there was a grizzly bear in the middle of the river. Uh, like probably, how close to you? Um, paint, maybe paint a word picture. 150 feet away. Okay. Um, and so the first thing I did was I think I exclaimed. I think I went, oh. It was probably like that. But And maybe, oh, dear. Oh. Hello. Oh. Oh. And uh, so I exclaimed, and then I checked the exit route to make sure that I could get out of the river. Um, but then I didn't, and I pulled out my phone, and I took pictures of it, and just kind of kept an eye on it, and it crossed over the river and went across the bank. So probably the closest it came was about maybe, I don't know, 50 feet. Uh, so I, at that point, I was like, all right, I should probably back up. But it was ignoring me. But it was one of those things you'd think you'd be scared of a, biz- a, a, a busy bear. <laughs> a busy gear. Uh, a, bu- a, a, a busy grizzly. <laughs> Um, uh, but I wasn't, it was, it was pretty thrilling. It was, it was pretty great. And I kind of watched it wander off for a little bit, but it was not a possum. If it had been a possum in the middle of the river, I would have exposed myself and then ran screaming. I wouldn't have said, Oh, I would have said like that. (laughs) Now here's the thing. If I saw a possum that was the size of a grizzly bear, Oh, a grizzly possum. I would be afraid of it. I would be terrified. I would just die. Uh, I'm thinking about the grizzly possum right now, and I just died. Roll the the credit music. We're done. We're done. We're out. No, I'm back. I'm back. I forgot I exposed myself. I like this recurring joke where we make Alex (laughs) play the outro music. Um, There's a real reason why I wanted to talk about fear on our podcast about parenting. Um, And it's because I am three, four weeks away from having a baby. Yeah. Um, my first baby, I've been a step-parent for a while now. Um, eight years? Uh, well, not not quite that long. Yeah, it's been a while. But I've been in Liam's life for a long time. Um, but this is my first biological legitimate child. Yeah, so you haven't been through that before. You haven't... You've probably thought a lot about the stresses that are potentially coming. You think about it factually, and we've talked about that on this show before, too. We actually had Marnie on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, And I just talked about how my first thought was money, right? The facts of having a baby. How will our lives work? X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But now that we are so close to it, I'm feeling some legitimate fear around it. And and I want to be really clear that it's not, at least I don't think, negative fear. Yeah. I'm not... I'm very excited to have this baby. I'm yep. excited for the way our family's going to grow. It's all positive things, but it's it's a fear of the unknown. So what is your biggest fear? Like if you, if you kind of tried to drill down to the heart of it, is there is there a thing that you're specifically afraid of or is it more generalized? I think mostly it's generalized. Um, I, and I, I, I haven't actively thought about it too much, but I've just noticed this kind of like feeling growing inside of yeah. me. Um, that's, that's especially over the last couple of weeks. And I think part of it is <clears throat> um, a fear of change. Okay. Um, and again, I got to make it super clear that it's not a bad thing, right? No, fear this doesn't is, have to be bad. This know. is something that, that Marty and I have planned for and that we're very excited for. But just that fear of the unknown, the fear of change, our lives are going to change. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, 
because I've never gone through it before. Yeah, and it's, I mean, whatever your fears are, you know, whether they're specific or broad, um, the, you know, all parents go through that um, to some degree, um, or at least I would assume that most do. I think about when my oldest was born, um, so that was 23 years ago, um, I think we, we felt prepared, um, but... Uh, as it got closer, there was an element of panic. Like, are we going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, can I legitimately care for a child? Um, to the point where, like, we um, had someone adopt our cats and our dog um, because we didn't think that we could take care of oh, wow. pets and a baby. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, it was just, there was just this terror of, am I going to have enough, um, do I have enough, energy or time or attention to it is the are the cats going to harm the baby um yeah just all these just things that in retrospect feel silly now but at the time it was very very real and so we we literally adopted out our pets um and later on we decided that you know that shouldn't have happened um but we were we were scared that we weren't going to be able to do it because we didn't know what we were doing we didn't have any idea um and it turns out we could do it, <laughs> um, and we didn't need to, you know, adopt out our pets. But um, and we ended up getting more pets, and you know, we did find good homes for them. We didn't leave them by the side of the road or anything. But, sure, um, not wrapped up in a basket in front of the fire department. Nope, nope. I we didn't put the cats on a in a little saddle on the dog and then strike it off into the wilderness. I'm picturing <laughs> that right now. Actually, it seems like. That would have been really cool. Well, yeah, but then the grizzly possum. <laughs> grizzly got no, possum. That's, uh, and that scares me. So that's <laughs> I'm scared of that image in my head. <laughs> uh, but no, um, you know, the things that you're, you can, you can try to decide whether or not your fears are founded or legitimate. Um, but they're, they're all legitimate. It's what you do right. about it. And, and your fears are different. Obviously, Marnie has already given birth and gone through that piece of it before that's one thing successfully that's a, a little bit different than um than your first yeah. experience right where you were adopting off um pets it, it's marnie and a, a lot of this is unknown for marnie too she's never had a baby girl before yeah she's never had a, a child um at this age she's never had a child with me so yeah know, so so many things are new but the the core fundamental knowledge of how to keep a baby alive mm-hmm. like she has some experience there. right and uh, and I'm grateful for that because yeah. she's she's been a little bit of a handful how do for you me. feel about holding babies generally? So it, everything's going to change once your daughter is here because you will figure it out. You will do all that, and you it will become second nature. I'm truly banking on it. Yeah, yeah. but because are you like a person who likes to hold babies now, or that's, is it does it terrify you? That's a great question. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, it does not terrify me by any means. I'm, yeah. I can I can hold a baby. I'm, I don't avoid babies, but I don't have like a a strong pull. Sure, towards you don't babies. see a baby and you're like, I want that baby. Oh, like I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna steal that baby. I'm taking that baby. That baby's mine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna correct. go home and adopt out all my pets so that I can take that baby. Get ready home. for stealing that baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> poor Alex has to listen to this show while yeah, it happens. I know. Um, no, of course I don't do any of that. To be clear, <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I don't. I don't feel um, you know any sort of like my heart doesn't ache when I see yeah. a baby. I'm not like, oh my god, that's so adorable. Like I, I have never felt that sort of pull towards yeah. babies in general. Yeah, 
I've always wanted to have a baby girl. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to have a baby, um, and and be a a legitimate parent. Yeah. Um. Of course, my my experience with Liam has been fantastic, and and I freaking adore that kid. Um. But it's a slightly different experience. Yeah. You know. Um. Also, to be a part time parent as opposed to a full time parent. Sure. That's a different experience too. That yes. Yeah. You you're not going to get the sort of built in break to to kind of think about you know next time you know, sure or, or how did this how did this time you know right. go what am i going to do differently next time when you're in it you're in it when you have the the baby there full time it's you're making adjustments on the fly all the time right for years and years and years right yeah. so I, it's going to be so different but in terms of holding a baby i will be fine holding yeah our child i assume that and I'm making broad assumptions, but just based off of what I know, what I've heard, mm-hmm. that that heartache, that real connection to yep. a baby will be different when it's mine. Uh, 100%. Um, most likely. I know that there are times when, when people um, don't necessarily feel that immediate connection yep. to their children. And, and maybe that's a great guest that we can get on to talk about mm-hmm. that type of experience. Um, but that's... That's what I expect at this point in the process yeah. for my experience. Well, and, and you know, all parents kind of that that journey that they take, you know, with bonding with their child and all of that stuff. It's very different with, you know, even with the same child with different parents. Their yeah. experiences can be so different and it can be colored by so many different things. Um, but, you know, my personal experience is when you get to hold that child for the first time, it's just a very, very special thing that you can't anticipate even with three kids you know having gone through it with every kid it was just this you know this the first time you hold the the baby and it's it's just really really awesome but it's awesome and it's different you know with every child the feelings are different the experience level you bring to it is different um so it is really really wonderful i was a person who always loved babies and i always wanted to hold babies yeah um i mean i wasn't like going up to strangers and be like can i hold your baby <laughs> that's my baby that's my, that's my baby <laughs> um get in the van uh no that was that was the last episode um there's some dark stuff <laughs> happening on this episode um, uh. but no i was always a person like i used to babysit it a lot when i was uh when i was a teenager um i i just i liked kids i always wanted to be a parent uh, when I was, when I was younger, I always knew I would be. Um, and, uh, so I never had that fear of babies, but some people, you know, they're legitimately terrified of how, how do I hold this baby without dropping it or without breaking it? Like everything feels very fragile. That's a fear that I have. Yeah. But that's, that's not like an active fear. Right. Right. Like that's not something that paralyzes me. Not something that I think about, but like, I, I do worry about worry you're dropping off to a good our start. child. Right. Yeah. Like that's a, yeah. that's a they will bounce back. Okay. I mean, just, I mean, you know, all the things that you worry about how fragile children are, and they are, I mean, you have to handle them with care, but they are much more resilient than you might think. Like, you know, there are times when, you know, kids do something silly, they fall, they hit their head and you're like, oh my God, how are they ever going to recover? And then they, they cry for five minutes or five seconds or not at all. And you're wondering, okay, how are you? Okay. Uh, they're super, super resilient. That's not like you shouldn't like just let them take care of themselves. Sure. You still have to care for them. See, this is what I come for. This is the good yeah, advice. This is the good advice right, <laughs> right here. You still have to care for your child, Logan. Okay. Yep. Right, if there's one, one takeaway from this episode, <laughs> it's that you should ch- care for your child. Care. Care. For Write it down. Yep. 
possum. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's great. Hmm. Oh, did I mistake it? Yeah. You My did. bad. All right. Let's take a quick break and uh, check in with some sponsors. And when we come back to the show, we're going to keep talking about fears. We might dial even a little bit deeper into what um, this kind of means because it's it's a real thing that uh, is on my mind. Um, I want to know what it was like on your mind For reals. when you were going through that and uh, what might be on our minds now as well. So stick with us, Baconators, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Hey, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, licensed realtor, and this is the Corridor Real Estate Podcast, Eastern Iowa's premier show for all things buying, selling, and investing as it relates to real estate. Every Thursday, we'll be talking with industry professionals, breaking down the data, and giving you the info you need to succeed in Iowa's real estate market. I, along with my trusty producer, Alex, that's me, will be covering everything you need to know so that anyone can become a Corridor Real Estate expert. New episodes of the Corridor Real Estate Podcast are published every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Iowa with Coldwell Banker Hedges Realty, operating out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on me and to get in touch, visit lasrealtor.com. The Corridor Real Estate Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, also in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Logan. Hey, yeah. Are you afraid that your baby is going to roll up to your house in a taxi and get out in a suit and then be the boss of your house? Be a, be a boss baby, so to say? Are you afraid that your baby is going to be voiced by Alec Baldwin? Um, no. In fact, or, I, I kind of hope that happens. What if it was Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> That'd be way worse. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be that, worse. That, you should be afraid. That's, that would be worse. That's the deep fear. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome on back to your listener to From One Dad to Another. I'm Logan. I'm Tim. And uh, you were hearing Alex, our producer, um, sharing some, some witty insight. No, that was a legitimate question. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was a little bit of insight into Alex's Wait, fears is, about parenting. Is Did I... Is that the is that like a movie or something that I that I talked nope. about? Like was nope. it similar no, to I don't think nope. so. something that no. already exists? No. Nope. no, you totally made it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, big okay. fear. Okay, it was a All creative right. fear. Yeah, yeah. I just a thing I've been thinking about. Cool. Some quality content. I feel That's good right. about this. Yeah, we are talking about fears, um, and we started off by talking about some casual fears, spiders and possums. Yeah. Um, but now we're diving into kind of the crux of the matter, which is that I'm about to have a baby in a few weeks, and yeah. um, 
and there's some fear around that. And again, 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 yeah, not in a bad way. Have you had any uh, specific fears about the baby related to the pregnancy? Because that that's that's a source of stress for like things a lot going of wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, has that been a thing that's either been either something that was very um, explicit or like a nagging thing, or was that just not really a, Ooh, a, a thing? Yeah, this is a hard thing to talk about. Um, Marty, and you'd, obviously, you don't have to. No, um, well, no, but just I want to figure out the right way to say it because it's kind of a uh, a weird thing mm-hmm. to think about like how like thinking of this is a good person so let me say this um marnie has had um two miscarriages yep in the past and um i know she's okay with us talking about that because it's something that we've we're actually trying to normalize yeah um it happens more often than you might realize to a lot of women yep um so that's a really really challenging thing to go through so there's that and then also she has uh gestational diabetes yeah um, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. And that happened in both pregnancies. And, of course, Liam has turned out great, mm-hmm. right? And there's no real reason to think that anything is wrong yeah. with the pregnancy. Nothing that we've seen indicates anything bad. Um, but I think that one thing that I worry about kind of passively, and I wonder if everybody worries about this, is, you know, is is our, our baby going to um, suffer from... Sure from something yeah. um be be differently abled yep. um is something that we don't know about and well and and it's it's one of those things that you don't really ever know until the child is born and you right. can kind of get an assessment but i mean just like from personal experience so my middle child uh daughter we had identified in the womb that um there was there was something something off with her kidneys um, we didn't really know exactly what that meant. There were some, some tests that they had run and, and then we couldn't find one of her kidneys kind of on ultrasound. Oh, wow. And, um, so when she was born, she actually has a, has a kidney condition. She's fine. Um, but uh, it, re- it did require her to have surgery when she was a couple of years old. Um, she had, had urinary reflux and, um, she had one kidney that was fused to the other one. So there were all these kind of like, uh, kind of goofy things going on inside of her, but it caused her to have um, infections and all this stuff as a baby. So she was kind of a, she was a very good baby, but she was sometimes a very miserable baby because she was on having to take antibiotics and all this other stuff. But we identified that, that there was potentially something going to be there, um, while she was still in the womb. And that was a huge kind of source of stress for us. Like what, uh, you know, what is this going to mean for, for our daughter when she's born? Um, and just so the listeners with me on this, We've been friends and best friends for a yep. very long time, and uh, I I know and love all yep. of your children, mm-hmm. and I don't know this story. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she actually so when she was born, she was she was fine, but uh, when she was she went in the hospital when she was ten days old, um, and uh, she got she got very very sick, and then she ended up having to have surgery. Um, I was actually supposed to. I was in the military at the time. I was. Uh, still had gone through basic training and tech school and I was graduating from tech school, was supposed to move to California. And the day before graduation, they canceled those orders to California specifically because of this medical issue. Oh, wow. And uh, they reassigned me to New Jersey because of the proximity to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So we, the, the Air Force actually sent us to a, a military installation where we had access to kind of world-class um, a nephrologist and 
Um, and so when she was two years old, she ended up having uh, surgery to kind of repair this reflux thing. Um, and, you know, you want to talk about stress and fear over the health of your child. It was yeah. something, you know, for the first two years of her life that there was always, even and even before, uh, there was always this kind of, you know, like feeling you don't want your kid to suffer. You don't, you want him to be healthy and, and all of that stuff. And, and she's great. And she's, you know, she's, she's grown up just fine and has a daughter of her own and all of that stuff. But it was something that, you know, that we kind of had to, we had to navigate. It was a, a fear that you kind of push down and you just kind of cross your fingers, hope for the best. And then when there's a medical issue to deal with, you deal with it. And, um, but it, I mean, it, it did cause a lot of stress for, for me and for her mom. And, um, and so all those things that you're thinking about, you know, what, what could go wrong? Is everything right? Uh, you know, all those things you don't really know until they're born, but then when they are, you do what you have to do to, to kind of deal with, just like with any fear, if that fear is realized, you, you attack it, you do what you have to do to kind of get past it. But yeah. One thing that I've wrestled with a bit, and I want to get back into your story in, in just a second. Um, one thing I've wrestled with is this this idea, almost this guilt, around this idea that um, that of course, no matter what happens with this child, you will love them. Yep. Right. And and that's not just a feeling. Like I've actively decided that. Mm-hmm. Right. No matter what happens. Yeah. This is my child. I'm going to love them. That's an active choice that I've made. Um, but you still don't necessarily wish any of those things. On oh, child, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, you just kind of have to be prepared right. in some way, even if everything seems perfect in the back of your mind, you kind of have to be prepared that, you know, all these fears that you have, some of them may or may not be realized. Um, and you do, I think you kind of have to make a choice on how you're going to, what, what mindset you're taking into, right. You know, whatever challenges that, that come up. It's one thing to feel something. It's another thing to, to actively choose yeah, something. Yeah, you know, of course you're going. I'm going to love this child no matter what, right? Yeah, but I'm actively choosing love in in the way I'm going to approach all things with yeah. this. That's um, good. But I, I I found it really interesting. So you said, and correct me if I'm I misinterpreted this, that ten days into after into she was born, yeah, her life, yep. she was sick and had to go back into the hospital. Yeah, she she was running a really bad fever, um, and um. She went to the emergency room. The details are a little fuzzy now, but she went to the emergency room. She came home. They had taken some samples or something. And then, or maybe, uh, maybe I think I, I'm actually remember that incorrectly. I think she was, she was a couple of months old, but then she was in the hospital for 10 days. Okay, um, sure. And then had to go see a specialist in Oklahoma City. Um, and, but it was just one of those things, like she went from being kind of a fussy baby to a super miserable baby. Um, and that's really, that's interesting to me because I, I haven't really thought about that, but that ties into this fear that I have, or at least one of, of broad yeah. generalized fears, right? Pre-parent fears. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, what are you feeling in that moment when you, when you can tell something's wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, and when you haven't done it before, I mean, I think... I don't know, because um, I've experienced something you know similar with all three of the kids, or moments of, you know, like, what are we gonna do? How is how is all of this gonna be okay? Um, and I think you know, there's that that moment of 
sort of uh, paralysis of where you're just thinking really, really hard about, okay, how do we, how do we do this? Um, but it very quickly transitions into, all right, what do we need to do? Um, like when my youngest um, at the age of seven was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Um, and that came from just sort of being very sick. And then we went to the hospital to get blood drawn. And then we went to Target to buy Pokemon cards because, because they did a really good job. Um, and then, and then we got a call from the hospital saying, your, your kid needs to come to the hospital now and be admitted. And then was in the hospital for three days and suddenly type one diabetes, the whole, you know, their whole life changed. Yeah. Um, and our life changed as well. Parenting changed in an instant. The daily routine, the things that you had to worry about, the visits that you had to go to. But, you know, having a good kind of support network and making up your mind that, okay, well, we just got to do this. Right. Um, and I think that's how you get through it. Um, we've been very lucky that even though our kids have had some health challenges, um, we haven't had anything catastrophic. You know, we there are people out there who have to deal with um, so many more challenging things than, you know, what we have had to navigate as parents. But, um, yeah, I mean, you you just kind of buckle down and you take care of it. Uh, and, you know, you stress about it, you cry about it, you do all the, you, you be sad, uh, you know, for them and for, you know, whatever it means for your life, but you take care of it, right? And that's, that's kind of the first thing is, all right, what do we need to do to either fix it or manage it or whatever? So, you know, and, and the only thing you can really do to prepare for that is just get yourself in that mindset that, like you said, I love this child, I'm going to take care of them no matter what. And then you figure out how to do that. Right. And I I think this all comes back to this idea of the fear that I'm feeling at this moment in time, eight months into a pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you know, about to have this child. There's no specific fear, really. It's a a fear of the unknown. It's who knows what the next... um, Six months is going to be, and then eighteen years. Super and normal lifetime. Yeah, you know, like who knows what's what's going to come, and and, and you do, don't, and right. you never will. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think, and I wonder how you feel. Um, and maybe maybe at this point, because you have mostly adult children yep. now. Um, your your third child's getting close. Um, to that fear can't really ever go away it doesn't it doesn't it changes yeah um it it changes um you you fear for them um as 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 people you want what's best for them you you worry about their health you worry about their safety um but also you start thinking about you know you you start thinking about other things that are um sort of adjacent to that fears about you know, your, your own health, your own ability to, to be there, you know, because your, your kids are going to grow up and you're, they're going to reach a point where they are adults. And then you have to sort of face, you know, where you are in your life and, uh, your own health and how can you be there to support them as they, as they go through. Um, so yeah, the, the, the fears change, um, and new ones pop up, you know, every, every time something changes, you know, you find out a, you have a child who is pregnant um, and then suddenly you have a whole new host of fears, some of which you've experienced before. And, but it's also a little bit different because now you're, you're concerned with 
with two people, you know, in a right. two children, a child and a child's child. Um, or, you know, your kids get a new job and you worry about how they're going to do and you're, you're, you're scared that they won't like working. <laughs> uh, I mean, small fears um, or your kid goes on a honeymoon and you're worried about, you know, you're, you're scared about their traveling across the, across the country or your 15 year old goes to Africa for six weeks and you don't have easy access to the phone and the internet and you're terrified that something bad is going to happen. So as they get older, your, you know, your, your fears change. They don't ever go away. Um, I don't think I, I, I assume that, you know, all the way up until the day I die, I will be somewhat concerned about well, my children. I think that that fear, though, all of those things you listed clearly come from a place of love, right? You, oh, yeah. you, you are worried you have fear because you care. Oh, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think that maybe one thing I'm realizing in this moment, because um, we're talking about it now, is that I already very much love my wife and my family and mm-hmm. and our network and our friends and yeah. and the built family that we have created. And we're introducing a, a little being into that that I inherently already love. Yeah. And so I have the fear of the unknown for all of those things because because there's about to be a change and yeah. because um, I want the best for not only my existing family but, but the new entry into that family as well. So uh, I think it comes from a good place. And that's why I keep saying it's not a negative fear. Yeah. Right. It's not bad to to worry about your child over in Africa for right. five weeks. Right. right? It, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a healthy thing. Well, I mean, fear fear in in and of itself is not a bad thing. You know, fear is the thing that keeps us from stepping off the curb in front of a bus. Right. We know something bad will happen if we do that, so we don't do that. I am afraid of that. Yeah, you're afraid of clear. accidentally doing that. It just the that's actually okay. Let's not get too real now. Yeah. But um, I have a fear of dying. Okay, and I, uh, I am. How does that inform the way you're going to approach parenting? Well, I will avoid stepping in front of a bus. Good. So I will Good. continue That's to be a great start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, does that does that actively color the way that you look at your life once she's born? My fear of dying? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about yeah. it in that in that light. And I think frame. you will. I mean, not necessarily before she's here. Sure. But at some point, you will start to think about that. Uh, like we were talking about, so before, the, before we started recording, yep. I showed you I have all these sensors on my, on my chest. I knew what you were asking. Yeah. And I, so I have, I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a monitor. I'm just monitoring my heart for um, a potential arrhythmia or something along those lines. But all of that is the reason that I'm wearing that is because I was concerned about my health and I went to the doctor. Over the last two years, I've gone to the doctor. I've, I've gotten physicals, which I hadn't done in about 10 years. Yeah. And because I'm like, okay, well, I'm a middle-aged man now. I should probably lose some weight and figure out if my cholesterol is high. Spoiler, it was. And so I've been kind of on this, this health journey, but it's specifically because I want to be around. I want to be around for my wife. I want to be around for my kids. Um, I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be around forever. I know I can't be around forever, but I can stretch that out as long as I as long as I can, um, because I have a fear of dying. Also, um, it's not a thing I think about all the time, right? But it is a thing that I think about, um, especially when you start knowing people who are dying, dying of cancer, dying of heart attacks, um, people who are younger than you, not much older than you, or 
you know, in some, in some cases, you know, as you get older, you have friends who are a lot older than you, but it happens more and more and you start thinking a lot more uh, about it in a way you hadn't before. And so, you know, my, my idea that I need to go to the doctor and uh, kind of get things checked out, you know, open up the hood, kick the tires, do all that stuff. Um, that is born out of a legitimate fear of dying earlier than I'm supposed to. And I want to be around for my kids and I want to be around for my wife as long as possible. And uh, so I think that's probably something that will continue to evolve for you. Um, sure. And, you know, sometimes it'll feel really, really intense. Um, other times it'll, it'll fade maybe into the background, but I don't think it'll ever go away. Yeah. Probably won't, um, won't lessen that much over time. Uh, yeah. I don't know where to go after that. I think that's really, um, I think at the core of the matter, right. It all comes back to this idea of, of love. Mm-hmm. Right. And loving your family and loving your children and loving um, the built family. Yeah. You know, um, and you got to love yourself. What is it? Sure. What is it that RuPaul says? Uh, if um, you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? There you go. That's it. Can I get an amen? Amen. I think that's how that goes. Amen. Right. I'll oh, go- yeah. I'll Google it. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. No, that's it. Yeah. You nailed it. Sweet. Ru's going to be so proud of me. I've watched a few. I've watched enough episodes to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of myself. Our I'm going to par- go home and tell my wife. Our partners are big yeah. RuPaul dragons. Yeah, I'm going to go home and you, tell her. I'm like, I quoted RuPaul, I think, successfully. Correct? No, 100% yes, successfully, Tim. It. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love some? Wait, Can I get an amen? Somebody else. There we go. Can I get amen. an amen? Sweet. I'm so so proud. I can uh, die happy, but not today. Hey. <laughs> too much left to do, too much love left to share. Um, that was great. Uh Really quick, before we wrap the episode up, first off, thank you for sure. talking about fears with me and helping yeah, me no get problem. ready to welcome a new family member. Um, it was good. It's good for me to to do that. Um, I had a, a a takeaway, which you said, which was um, when you were talking about your story with your middle child, um, that uh, having a great support network mm-hmm. was huge, yeah. right? And um, and actively making the choice to move forward in in those things and through those experiences because what else are you gonna do? Yeah, right. Um, I think that's my takeaway is that I really want to continue to um, lean on my my built family mm-hmm. right and my network. Well, and you've done a good job of putting together one, right? Uh, and you've actively so. chosen to not you know to to not kind of be a hermit, and you and Marnie have. Have chosen to. You've been very selective and judicious about your choice of friends and family and who your network is. So, yeah. and, I, I, and both of you um, here with me tonight are a huge part of that. So, um, so thank you for being a part of this new experience that I'm going through. Um, Thanks for letting us be a part of it. Happy to be involved. And thank you, dear listener, for for being a part of this journey. Baconators. The coolest thing about this show in particular is that we all kind of get to go through this new child's life together yeah and, and my experience being a parent in that together i'm excited to see it um i think it's gonna make for a really cool show i'm excited to make fun of you when you're really really tired or when something really ridiculous happens that will happen a lot yeah yep yeah i'm I'm excited for that <laughs> i'm excited to, to to revel in your pain uh one last thing i thought we could end the show on um just <laughs> not not your pain not you my pain no, okay. let's let's push through the fear and the pain um, cool, cool. And cool. talk about your pain. You're the right mindset. Um, 
only because we talked about it on this show. Yeah. There was a saga with your lawnmower. Yeah. And there's an update. And I thought people might want to hear the yeah, update. Yeah, so that lawnmower, that damned lawnmower is still sitting in my garage, broken. And it mocking me. The tire, I couldn't get the tire on the You're rim. Talk about fear and pain. Yeah. I mean, I I tried so hard to get that damn thing on there. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going on vacation. So I left for two weeks. And when I came back, it was still there. It was mocking what? me. What? I opened up the it garage door. It hadn't left. It was still... Just and no and like the the lawnmower fairies didn't come and like put the tire on for me. So I was like, you know what? Well, I'm did gonna... you put money underneath the lawnmower for I them? I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Or yeah. maybe I did. But a possum stole it. A grizzly possum <laughs> stole the grizzly possum the money under house. the lawnmower. So the lawnmower fairies stayed away. But so anyway, I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a new lawnmower. And I was gonna buy a riding lawnmower. And I actually thought about it a lot on vacation, too much. Uh, <laughs> and then and then I was like, you know what? I'll deal with it when I get back. So I went out looking for lawnmowers. Surprisingly, lawnmowers are hard to find right now. I think because of supply chain issues. Oh, and also, I don't know, like, just a lot of people buying them. I Everyone think. needs them. Right Everyone now. needs them. Yeah. But every, every place is, like, running low. So I went, I went to four different places looking for lawnmowers today. And finally, I went to Midway, Mid, Midway Supply or... Uh, Midway Outdoor Equipment. That's what it was. I went in there. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. And I... Uh, so I looked around, and I decided not to get a riding lawnmower. I decided to get a push mower, but like a really fancy one. It's like okay. a zero-turn, self-propelled, like, like, I don't know. It's big and expensive. Awesome. Um, but it has a, like a 14, almost a 15-horsepower engine in it, which is, which is more powerful than my riding lawnmower that is mocking me in my garage right now. And so I went out, and I mowed everything, and it was great. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the broken rider. Okay. I might just leave it there for a while, see if it fixes itself, put some more money under it. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I'll probably sell it on Craigslist. Not a sponsor. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. Is that right? Can, uh, hashtag not a sponsor. When do we have to say that? You don't ever have to say it, to be I mean, because, like, literally, you, you call people Baconators. Correct. But Wendy's is not, also not a sponsor. That's true. Right. So hashtag yeah. not a sponsor. Correct. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I bought a lawnmower. Um not a rider uh, but it works and it's pretty fantastic and it's powerful and just like that's you. it fantastic and powerful. fantastic and powerful that's that's uh when i go on rupaul's drag race that is gonna be my tagline of whatever clever name i come up with hashtag not a sponsor there we go <laughs> on that note everybody thank you so much for listening to another episode of from one dad to another another one in the can a show produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar, Cedar Rapids, Rapids, Iowa. Iowa. For I knew more, you were say that. visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. And this show airs every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Nailed it. Nailed it. And we are a small, uh, independent network of shows. So if you'd like to go support us, you can go to patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. Where you can get bonus episodes of this show and other favorites, exclusive shows, um, access to a Facebook group where you can hang out with us and other like-minded Team Teal people. Team Teal people. Speaking of broken lawnmowers, you should go hashtag... <laughs> hashtag broken lawnmower? Hashtag Team Teal, ah. and we'll send you something. <laughs> I'm going to send you that damn flat tire. <laughs> no, we'll actually send you something great. 
Um, so go to one of our social media pages, facebook.com slash LAS Podcast Network or instagram.com slash LAS Podcast Network. Um, post hashtag Team Teal somewhere. We'll search that hashtag in a couple of weeks and we'll send you something fun and local and authentic and surprising. Everyone stay safe. Everyone stay safe out there. Keep your eyes out for the grizzly possums. The grizzly possums and the buses. And the buses. And the spiders. And the creepy guys in vans. Definitely them. Yeah. That's important. Don't forget that one. Don't forget. <laughs> and don't forget, I'm proud of you. All right. Uh, stick with us. We'll be back next week. See you next time.